Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27. Oh, shit, I really should have looked this up. Of my podcast, I Stand Strong. I am, as always, Teddy, coming at you from a bear cave in the kind of frozen tundra of the Midwest at the moment. Um, yeah, so uh, today, uh, last episode, I talked about my favorite movies, and uh, this this episode, uh, I have a special guest with me returning to the podcast, uh, Tony. Hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> hello. Hello. Ooh, it's a Tony. Um <laughs> But yeah, so today we are going to be talking about the best games we played in 2022. Not the best games that came out in 2022, because both of us have a massive backlog. So we've probably been more playing games that came out before 2022, but I might have a few on there. I don't know. Well, yeah, I have a few on there, but yeah, so be it. My rules, my podcast. So uh, yeah, so um, but how have you been? Oh. oh, so sorry. Oh, you're so, good. So, so, sorry. I mean, she she came up to the door. So no, you're but, good. Uh, um, I, I've been pretty good. I mean, uh, uh, I put together like a small list of what I had played too, and I noticed kind of a kind of a trend in there that um, probably doesn't surprise anybody after our last conversation. But I quite often look backwards on games. I don't really care about the the latest and greatest. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll grab them on a sale or whatever. You know. Yeah. So a lot of my stuff is either like replays of old favorites, or um, or another thing I noticed is uh, I really need to renew my uh, Game Pass subscription because I, I, there really was a lot of good stuff that I tried this year that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Yeah, um, actually, one of the games on this list, thanks to the ability to go into the Xbox app on my phone, was a game I played on Game Pass. So why not? I'll, I'll start there. It's a real. Okay. It's not a, a traditional game. It's just called Lake. Um, very slice of life game, no action, nothing really special going on. It's just, you're this woman who lives in the, they never really say what big city she lived in before, but she goes back home to this small town in Oregon in the 80s. It takes place in the eighties and it's like her hometown. And she basically just takes over her father's, uh, postal route while her parents are off on vacation and really, the whole game is just every day you do your deliveries and you interact with the people of this small town. And it just, and it, it's got a somewhat cell shaker. I mean, I don't remember, who, I, I should have looked up who made it. Um, it's not a real fancy game. You know, like graphically, it's nothing to speak of. Uh-huh. Um, but. It's just this great little slice of life game. And I mean, it has little bits of branching narratives. Like there are several like love interests, so to speak. Uh-huh. But oh man, it was just this great game that was like, I mean, I think I probably maybe put four hours into it to finish it. I mean, it's not a real long game because uh-huh. it's just a week of being in this town delivering mail and, you know, Reconnect, you know, like there's a point where you reconnect with your old best friend, and you know you have all these great little moments and how life has changed while she's been away from this small town, and you know there's a, a <laughs> there's a great little thing that that speaks to me, and it would probably speak a little bit to you of this lady though, like that you know she opened this new invention, a video store <laughs> in this small town, and how like it actually it looks like Sony's trying to do that. But 
like the whole charging like massively extra for it just doesn't appeal to me at this moment. Well, well the, the, the uh, what a lot of people are pissed about that service is they're not doing day and date releases like 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 Microsoft does. So like, like God of War isn't already on there. The new God of War no, Ragnarok. No. Well, oh, that's stupid. No. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you give people the incentive to want to pay? Uh, that that's another whole conversation. Well, well, I guess they would rather they would rather have you spend seventy bucks for a copy. I guess, yeah, that's fair. Okay. And and speaking of that, that's that's part of why I I'm like yeah I'll, I'll wait on the new newest releases. I refuse to pay that seventy dollar price point. That's yeah, bullshit. there's that um <laughs> that new game from the creators of the micro of uh, the dead dead space games that Callisto Protocol. Uh-huh. And it looks awesome. But I'm like, do I want to pay 70 bucks for a brand new game or do I want to just wait for this to drop it to like even 40? You give me a sale of 40, I'll pay that for it. Yeah. I mean, I'll even do 60. Like since the second God of War hits 60, I'll buy it. That's but I'm fair. Not okay. I, ref- I I refuse to support that new price point. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, back on to topic. So of course, yeah, that that was my because. <laughs> so so what 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 is your um, um, format for this? Do you want to go by system? No, I'm just just go by games that you played. I don't care like what you know. If you want to if you want to match that, I mean, most of mine are on PS4 or PS5. I think right. I have one from Switch and one from Xbox because I really didn't play my Xbox or Switch a whole. Well, I played my Switch a lot, but I get and I guess I could use one of those because i did play a shit ton of it especially on my move because a portable switch was just awesome yeah but um no uh, it's sticking with the like a uh, gems we found on that, that we found on game pass there's another one on there that was really good uh, that i had on my list it was that nobody saves the world okay i've heard of it not played it 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 is so fun it's it's like a um it's like a twin stick shooter kind of like binding of isaac Oh, okay. But, but when you're playing it, um, you're get you're giving uh, you're, you'll you'll select a character, and that character has set goals like, oh, they need to kill this many enemies with this particular move, or that many enemies with in in from behind, or you know something like that. Interesting. And and every time you meet one of those objectives, you get like a, a uh, you get a, an extra point, and then you use those points to buy the next character. Oh, okay. And it, it's it's a it, and. Uh, Graphically, uh, you know, it's really, uh, really cartoony. I mean, it, it looks sharp. I can't remember who developed it. It, it, it has a pedigree. I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, that's that's fine. Like, I, 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 I really should. You know, you'd think. You know, I knew what I was going to do here. You'd think I would have done my research and looked up like developers of games and whatnot. But nah, it's way more <laughs> fun to just sit here and sound like Scott Johnson stumbling over trying to remember something that. Oh God, that poor bastard and his uh, COVID brain right oh, now. COVID oh, brain made it so much worse. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I remember seeing. Was that one on Game Pass? Because I remember seeing it on there, but never downloading it. It's really good. If, if I re up on Game Pass, which I probably will, I'll I'll try to remind you to uh, to check that one out. It's it's really good. Okay. Um. So, but I mean, is there a story to it, or is that is it pretty much just kind of a uh, just guns a blazing kind of thing. No, no, no. That the, there is a little bit of action role playing to it. I can't. I can't remember the the story quite. Uh, I, I think you're you're trying you're trying. To, I can't remember if you're trying to track down a wizard for some reason, or if you're trying to become one yourself. I can't remember. 
Okay. It had been a while since I played it, so I, it's, it's it's faded from memory slightly, but I remember enough where I'm like, yeah, this game was good. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's by it's by Drinkbox Studios. They're, they're the ones that did um the Guacamole games. Those games, but man, those games were fun and beautiful. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, well, my I'll, ne- throw, I'll throw it back to you. And- okay, yeah. My, my next one may actually be on your list. I don't know. If, you may not have even thought about it, but like... Looking through things, I'm like, oh, no, that has to be on there. And it, it is kind of looking backwards, but at the same time, looking to the present. And that's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. I, I, do, I do have that on my list. That was another God, that game. game was badass. Uh-huh. Like I said, it, it's like the perfect balance of looking to the past, of uh-huh. like taking what was awesome in that arc- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade game from my childhood and bringing it up to the present, you know, giving it that little bit of story mode was in, was an interesting touch. I loved that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that. That was another one that we came uh, Well, we, we probably would have found our way to it eventually anyway, but that was another game pass title. Yeah. Well, I remember, yeah, we originally, I couldn't remember if you, you'd actually bought it too, but I, I remember no, we had played I mean, it on game pass. I bought it on switch, but no, I, I don't oh, have it on okay. any, I haven't double dipped yet. I'm sure it might happen. So, oh, it'll so, happen. So, so, so that we can play it online. It'll happen. Like yeah. one of us will buy it. Yeah, yeah. So but like, as far that. as like on Xbox and looking backwards, um, the ones I had on there for this year was uh, I started playing a bit of Bayonetta, the first one. Oh, jeez. Uh, I uh, went back and played some more Radiant Silver Gun and Ikaruga because I, I love both of those shooters. Yeah, I've, I've never gotten into more of the bullet hell games. I know you really like them. <laughs> but. Well, well, these two, they're, I mean, Ikaruga, I guess, would fall under bullet hell, but uh, Radiant Silver Gun was kind of like, I would say it's like a, one of the last of the old school style of of, uh, okay. of, of shoot-em-ups. It, it doesn't quite classify as a bullet now, hell, in my now, opinion. Now, Ikaruga, is that the one where you switch white to black or whatever? Uh-huh. And, like, uh-huh. depending on which one it is, different things can't hit you or can hit you and all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, some things can't hit, like, the, if you're black, if you're one color, that color bullet can't hit you. And then, and then on the flip side of that, if the color, if you're opposite the color of what you're shooting at, you, you do twice as much damage. Dang, so there is a real risk-reward system in that. Okay. Uh-huh. Jesus. Yeah, and when, you, when when you fall into your zen state while you're playing that, it, it's it, it's it's like it's like playing a piano or something. It, like some of the levels just fly by. You look flawless. Well, I never I never learned piano, and I, I <laughs> frankly I don't think like those those kinds of games. Like I think I would end up throwing a controller. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and I think the I think the last one I want to mention is a, as a Xbox slash Game Pass gym was a tunic. I, I want to go back and finish that. I played a little bit of that one, but I think I got a little bit bothered by the fact like you don't understand anything. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the language. I, I I think that I think you crack the language code later on or something, and then it. But oh, man, it is good because like I couldn't figure out what to do because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell what it was telling me to do, and uh-huh. yeah, I just uh-huh. I didn't have the patience for it. Yeah, and that's all right. But man, was it, it you know? Yeah, it was a it was definitely a beautiful game though, like yeah. art style, like the way it looked was just awesome, and the story seemed like it could have been interesting. Just, uh-huh. Yeah, I think that art style is what really gripped me the most with it. Um. Okay, now I got to remember because 
I mean, I guess I could bring it up on my phone because I do have my list on my phone here. Oh, good. It does just put you in the corner. I couldn't tell if it blanked you out or not. If I'm Don't just... put me... You can't put Tony in the corner. Oh, Tony is in the corner. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is another one that... Um, this is one that I know you've played and you liked, and it was because you liked it that I gave it a shot, even though I had heard like very middling reviews to it. And that is Days Gone. Yeah, that was a divisive one. I was going to say, what? What game... What? What game have I been playing that people thought sucked? <laughs> well, it wasn't really that they thought it sucked. It was like, it just seemed like it had very, like, it was very hot and cold on people's thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, it and was divisive, that's for sure. I could definitely see it in the early game because, you know, the repairing your bike, having to find ammo, you stumble upon a horde on accident when you're not ready for them. Uh-huh. There were so many things that could just stick you in that game that you're like, okay. I could see how people would walk away with it. And I'm glad I stuck with it. Um, I think the only thing I'm upset about playing it now is, now I know how good it was, and I know how much it sucks that we are not going to get a sequel to that game. Mm-hmm. Especially with the way it ends. It ends on such a cliffhanger. You're like, no, I want more. <laughs> well, it, it wraps up, but it does definitely leave a lot of room to move forward. Uh-huh. And But, like, the deeper you get into that game, like, the story, like... Yeah, I remember, you know, when you, you know, oh god, it's it's an old enough game. I don't worry about spoiling the fact, you know, like the whole game, you know, you're tra- you know, your character who thinks his wife is dead, she finds out she's she's still alive. She's essentially working for the enemy, not really I don't think she really realizes how much either the enemy is. They are they are until like you're already there, but but I really hated her at first when you find her again. She comes <laughs> off as such a just bitch. And then you kind of realize, like, no, it's, you know, the, the deeper you get into it, you find out, you know, she may have been responsible for this virus that has caused the zombies. Uh-huh. So that is her motivation to keep pushing forward with this. She doesn't really care about the the general's path of God or whatever the hell it is he's trying to push down their throats. Yeah, he's definitely a wacko. But dude, like then when you get when you get to the later parts and those hordes become like almost nothing, uh-huh. that was when the game really clicked. That and like I remember really liking the environmental system to it. Like uh-huh. the you know, set a bomb over here and you could lead a, a zo- group of zombies to it and blow that up and like all the logs will fall down on them or uh-huh. Well, that kind of stuff like really makes me wish that it it's never going to be made. There's never going to be a sequel made. It, it has a lot of good concepts where you're like, it it needs this Uncharted too. Yes, that takes it that needs takes that one that refines it. It know. laid this great groundwork that is a great enough game, but could you, you can see the possibilities of where that could have gone uh-huh. with a refined edge to it. Even if they did it with like another character and like you know tell a story from another part of the the world kind of thing, yeah. Oh God, I would have loved to have seen it, but yeah, it, it. I just I don't think they'll ever do it just because yeah. of the what it sold horribly. It got the middling reviews, and well, now it's kind of getting a following. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cult classic now. But um, you know, since we're on PS Five, uh, I'll go with with one I know was early in, my, in the year for me, and that was uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, see, that's still on my two-play list. 
it's and, and now that now that you're on PS5 and and you have a 4K TV, it's gonna blow me away. I'm and, already blown away by what that thing can do. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but no, phenomenal game. I mean, it, it one ups the, the first game in every way. Um, the combat got changed a little bit, I think, for the better. Um, okay. Spe- well, early on, especially early on, you can't take down you can't take down anything the same way you took took them down in the first game. Like most of the monsters in this in the new one, you have to pick them apart before you can take them out. Like you have to shoot parts off. Oh to, shit! Yeah, yeah, you have to shoot parts off to uh, to you know mitigate some of their attacks that they could possibly do to you, or or uh, you'll hit you'll hit certain elemental containers on them. Okay. They're weak too, and stuff like that. I mean, I guess that wouldn't change how I played. Uh, was it? What was the original one? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Um, I was always picking them apart because I wanted the resources that came off of them for picking them apart. Mm. But yeah, but, but well, yeah, where it's different in this one is you need no, you need to do it to yeah. mitigate attacks. Yeah, and see, that was something that you know. Yeah, I never. You know, it was to me. It was more for the resources, and yeah, uh-huh. you, you could you could just own some of those early creatures in uh, in the first one without having to break any parts of them. So that, but that's kind of a. I like that idea. I like the fact that they they refined that and they made it a challenge, but didn't make it difficult. Uh-huh. It's just like, oh no, you got to change the way you think. Uh-huh. Like like the snap, like the what were the big ones? The snap jaws, the T Rex looking things. Yeah, I think they were Thunder Jaws. Thunder Jaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Snap Maws, the alligators. But uh, oh fuck the alligators! I hated the alligators in the first one. (laughs) They're way worse than this one. But uh, but yeah, the the um, Thunder Jaws are another one that's back, and you have to fight them completely differently now. Oh geez, okay. Well, that's but see, I I kind of like the idea. Like that gives me like you know when I finish the game I'm playing now, I'm I'm I think I think I'm I'm kind of going with like subtle fair games right now that i'm not <laughs> but like that one is definitely on my uh my list of games to to dig into because i loved the first one and the idea as long as they pay off on something of the cliffhanger of the first one in this second oh, yeah. one oh they definitely do okay because lance reddick's character was a big question mark at the end of that first game yeah you'll be satisfied with with uh, his character progression but uh, no, the story overall is fantastic. I can't wait for the third one. Oh, so I was, and that answers my next question. I was saying now, do they do they wrap everything up, or do they leave it clearly open to do a third? No, they're they're definitely going to be doing a they're, third. They're going to cash in till the the money stops coming in. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'll throw it back to you. So what's next um, on your list? Okay, I, I think I'm going to move over to Switch just because, and this is one I played once again because of you, because it's a game you owned and you let me borrow, and that's Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I played ah. that at the beginning of the year, and as somebody who never played a lot of the Zelda games before, like, dude, you're you're actually responsible for me playing like all of them pretty much that I've played so far. <laughs> Because, you know, you were the one who got me, like, when I got the, the Retro Pie, you were the one who got me to play um, Link to the Past. Uh, and that's still probably, to me, the high water mark. Same. Um, and then I played Breath of the Wild because you let me borrow it on Switch. I think you actually let me borrow your Switch and the game to play that one. Uh, I don't think I had my own Switch uh, at that point in time. No. And then, yeah, you let me borrow this one. And I like the fact that it keeps... 
what was great about the the other you know, old school like that three quarter or whatever top down you know three quarter da- down view uh-huh. but i also really like the chibi art to it that gave it a kind of its its own feel even though it uh-huh. wasn't you know i mean it was very cartoony but and i imagine that bothered some people but i found it really fun in that game so i think I that game i don't really see how out. somebody couldn't I don't, I don't see how somebody couldn't like that because you know it, it, we talked before it looks like a rankin and bass movie Yes, it does, but there's, you know, dude, okay, I'm not saying they legitimately hate it, but you know there's people who are just going to be the contrarian who are like, oh, this is, you know, I want it all to look like Breath of the Wild. Yeah, hashtag hashtag not my Zelda. Yeah, and and, well, to me, and like, you know, this this gets on the side tangent of, like, I like Breath of the Wild, but that's not a Zelda game. That is, what's what's the best word for what kind of game? That is a totally different game that just has Link in it to me. I like the game. It was a beautiful game. It was a fun game. But after playing those older ones, I'm like, that's not really a Zelda game. It's just Link in Skyrim, so to speak. Uh, and so, that's so, you like, you, you, so, so you like that you like that older structure, huh? Oh yeah. Well, I like it because it it made a different it makes it for a little like I like the fact that like Maybe it's just like my sensibilities. Like I like a lot of the games where it's like you have a screen, you conquer that screen, you move on to the next screen, uh-huh. and that one kind of feels that way. I mean, even though you are kind of going through the screens multiple times depending on where you need to go, uh-huh. but I also really like the feel of the older games and the fact of you know you go into a dungeon, you find something in that dungeon that is going to help you beat a boss and get further in the level. So it almost uh-huh. has like a it almost has like the Metroidvania kind of thing going to it too, but just in a different camera angle. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that over the yeah, just go to a bunch of uh what the shrines or whatever uh-huh. and kind of level up. I mean, like I said, it, it was like Zelda like with that game it felt like Nintendo was trying to be where everything else is, not where they should be with Zelda to me, well, but I'm still hyped about Breath of the Wild too. I'm intrigued to see what they do with it. Yeah, so forward to that too. obviously it still worked, but anyways, Link's yeah. Awakening, much better game to me than Breath of the Wild. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I'm just liking the older styles. So yeah, yeah, I love that older style too. Uh, hopefully they'll revisit it at some point, but maybe not. Maybe this uh, new open world thing that might just might be their way forward. And I'm hoping so. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, but it's. I shouldn't say I'm hoping so because I'm not really. I wish they would go back to the older field, but I get it. It's, it's like how many people get the appeal of that older look is the problem. Well, what, what, what I would like to see is them do a, a link to the past remake in that style, in that newer style. I think that would be great. Okay. I'd be at this point in time just because I'd like to play the game. I'd like to see them redo um Oh god, what's the one on 64 that everybody claims is the best oh, one? Oh, oh, Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. Do that with a modern update, but Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they will eventually. That said, I still got Twilight <laughs> was it Skyward Sword sitting in my my collection. I just haven't played much of it yet. Yeah. I think you'll like it when you really get dig into it. It has some of the best dungeons in the whole series, in my opinion. Oh, some really? The, the dun- some of the dungeons are absolutely genous. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was a good one. But uh, 
So I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm still on uh, PlayStation, and I'm just kind of, kind of trying to go down my timeline for the year. The next big one, obviously, was Elden Ring. Oh, okay. You brought one that's on my list. Okay, go for yeah. it. And well, and that and that one, I think, pretty much took up all the oxygen for several months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see that. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we we've talked about it previously. Phenomenal game. Uh, it's going to be talked about for probably the next ten years at least, uh, and it, it's going to influence. It, it's it'll, it's going to influence gaming for a while. Okay, since I haven't really put this out there to the podcast, but you and I have talked about it, the further I've gotten away from Elden Ring, the further I've realized the flaws involved in that game. But that said, it still is on one of my favorite games I played this year. Uh It's still up there. I still love what it did to some extent. But to me, the biggest takeaway of what that game did that I hope a lot of people, especially if you're listening to Ubisoft, you need to listen to this, is the... The, the way you go about searching the world. Don't give me a bunch of pings everywhere that tell me where everything is. Let me find that stuff naturally. It's amazing how much that changed the dynamic of that open world feel. Uh-huh. And that's the biggest thing I want to see carry out of Elden Ring. And it's crazy right. that of a FromSoft game, which I'm a huge fan of, <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway from that game. Uh-huh. And I, I won't. I won't stay on the, that subject for too long. So you know, we had a whole episode about it. So yeah, well, that's fair. But uh, but no, no, that that one definitely took up a, a good chunk of the year just uh, playing it off and on. Yeah, well, no, and it's like, and it's it's one of those games. Like I keep hoping at some point in time you'd be like, hey, Ted, get back on here because I really want you to help me finish this game because I'd really like just to see you just complete it. But yeah. I get it. Like it was one of those games where the second you're like, yeah, I think I'm done. I'm like. Fine. Like I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna twist your arm because, like, yeah, it's th- those games aren't for everybody, and I've been very vocal about that kind of stuff. Um, I know that FromSoft games are not for everybody. In fact, most people roll their eyes when I try to talk about them, and I get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so I, I, I took one of yours. So uh, well, you're next. Okay, well, um, why, why not stick with the FromSoft, even though this version was technically not made from FromSoft, which I didn't realize until I was done, and that's uh, the Demon Souls remake. Um, now that I have a PS5 and I actually really got to sit down and play it, I will say it it is a great game. I don't think it's as great as some of the later ones, probably because I've played some of the later ones. I think the biggest detraction to it was was it felt like everything was moving in slow motion to me like especially the bosses like i'm so used to like bloodborne where everything's fast 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 and Mm -hmm. even with the updated graphics they really didn't speed up so like when it came time to fight like the i guess you could say like the pinnacle boss of the game which is uh oh god i just had his name uh false king alan alliant or alan or something like that he is supposedly like there's this mega badass boss, and I fought him. I'm like he barely touched me. I was just <laughs> so used to those games that like his his once I got his attacks down, it was so easy to just bait out the attack I wanted, hit him a couple times, and get away before he went for the grab because the grab's the only thing you have to worry about because it takes away a. L- Which I'll give credit to. This is a genius move and a total fu at the same time. He has a grab that takes levels away from you. He literally sucks levels off your character. Wow. So, But he only caught me with it once. 
But it was like, okay, so that's that's really your boss that you that everybody thinks is like. I mean, beautiful game is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there were bosses that I I legitimately wanted to punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's because I didn't play it on PS. Like I I tried to play it on PS3, and let me tell you, that is even more hard to play because that game is so clunky by modern standards. Um, I mean, to the point that you only had like what four four way rolling. You didn't have like diagonal rolling in the original one. It's a it, it, it's so weird how um, our taste can change like that sometimes. You know, like when you when you played that in the moment, it was fantastic, but then you get it, you get new experiences going you know down the road, and you try to go back. Sometimes you just can't swallow that pill anymore. Yeah, and I'm really hoping there, that, that that doesn't happen too often with some of the games. Like, and that's the you know, it, it is one of those you know it, it 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 totally is one of those things. You have the rose colored glasses, and sometimes you go back to something like even you know like even going to like movies you may have watched as a kid. You go back and watch them now, and you're like, wow, what the fuck was wrong with me? Well, go go back and watch an old episode of GI Joe. No, I already know that in Transformers, <laughs> He Man is almost as bad. Like uh-huh. all those cartoon shows that like I rave about, your, raved about as in, a kid, right, are just thirty-minute toy commercials. Well, yeah, but we we didn't know that. Well, we didn't pay attention to that when we were kids. It didn't matter. But in your mind's eye, you remember them having just gorgeous animation and <laughs> and, and these and these amazing stories, you know. And then you go back and you watch them now, and you're like. The whole thing is nothing but recycle and recycled animation over and over and over. And, and I get uh, that also with unfortunately the '90s X-Men cartoon sometimes too. Like yeah. I tried to rewatch old episodes. I'm like, oh man, this doesn't hold up great. It's still it's, for what it was at the time. It was amazing, but it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. But that's either here or there. But uh, so uh, I'll go. Ahead. I, I my list is long. I have several games. Oh, I'm just kind of so do I. I can, and I've I've but, already thought of another one I can throw on there if I wanted to throw one out there. So, but go ahead. Well, but um, I, so I'll go. I'll go ahead and move on to Switch. Uh, probably for the, the the latter half of the year, that was where most of my gaming was is on, is on Switch. I get it. Um, uh, and uh, the one I really really want to mention out of I have five listed here, but the one that I really wanted to mention is uh, that Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I had a feeling that was going to pop up because I remember how much you were just raving about that game. Oh, that game was so good. I love a game that just makes you feel good when you're playing it. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, I mean, you sit down, you grab the controller, and you, you can feel yourself smiling just, just going through these levels. Yeah. That. That they, it wasn't you know the challenge wasn't so hard that you need to throw your controller or anything. There were times here and there where you know it, it gave you a run for your money, but for the most part, it was just about the experience of traversing the level. Well, yeah, it, it well watching the little bit I watched you play of it before I moved it was um, like it reminded me a lot of like the Mario games where they're not uh-huh. like overly challenging. It's more of just you got a puzzle level. Let's do this. Uh huh. But uh, no, no. It, I mean, it, it hits all the buttons. I mean, uh, it's amazing what Nintendo's able to do with such an underpowered system, with their art direction and whatnot. It it, it looks it looked pretty. I mean, yeah. it didn't look like, it didn't it didn't look like a PS five game, but it looked pretty. It it um it sounded great. The controls were there. Uh, uh, Kirby's a series that's almost never hit. It's never a miss. 
every game in that ser- in, in, almost every game in the series is totally worth playing. And see, uh, that's another series I've played like very minimal of it. So at some point in time, I will probably have to to go into that series. Um, but yeah, because like I've 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 always known of Kirby. Uh-huh. But the majority of Kirby I've seen has been watching Anthony play different Smash Brothers games, really. <laughs> and he's OP, and nobody at uh, tournaments yeah. are always full, like, "Yeah, you can't use full, him." <laughs> it's he's the odd job of uh, of Smash Brothers. And, and that's what I hear. If if kids listening, if you don't know what that means, ask your parents. Yeah, seriously, because <laughs> <laughs> that is a total throwback comment. Uh-huh. To another game I didn't play a whole lot of, but only because I didn't have an N64. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so no, what, could, what, what, what were you thinking of that uh, you were thinking of throwing on your list? But yeah. Oh, it, it is a Switch game, and it's one that, like I said, it got me through. Like when I was when I was on the drive over here, and I just wanted a little bit of gaming. I brought my Switch with me because you know portable, and I only brought the games that I knew would play well on the portable function. And that is Hades. Oh. oh my god, I've put so many hours in. I still have not beat the titular Hades, but I've gotten to him several times. And that game <laughs> is just, it's addictive. It's beautiful, but not overly, it's like Kirby, not overly graphically powerful. But it's just, like, each play feels like you're playing a different game sometimes. Like, even though uh-huh. you're going through the same boss, well mostly the same bosses because like you know with the first boss it could be any one of the furies and each one of them is a pain in the ass in her own way but you know then you got like the bone hydra you've got the the one that stumped me for the longest was the the two people the minotaur and the achilles or whatever his name was oh god he they stumped me for the longest fucking time (laughs) and now i'm on hades every time i play it i'm getting at least Close to, if not to, Hades and getting my ass handed to me. Yeah, that's a solid pick. I like the, you know, you get beat down, you go back to your place, you talk to some people, you level up if you can, and you go back at it and do a run. And the procedurally, not procedurally generated, um, you know, the randomly generated dungeons. Yeah, 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 you had it right. right. Procedurally, okay. I couldn't remember if that was the right term for it. Um, (laughs) Just made, makes it. Like I said, it makes it feel like each time, you know, you're not just doing the same level over and over and over again. What I really liked about that game was how, uh, you know, obviously it's a roguelite type of game. So, you know, you're, re- you're, re- you're redoing things over and over. But what, what's great is every time you die and start over, uh, it didn't feel like you were starting over in, in the sense that you would talk to people and they would have new things to say. It was. It wasn't like the same dialogue over and over and over. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, it, it's probably the first I played where it acknowledges all your deaths. Like you know, yeah. you'll get out of the pool of blood in the beginning of your, you know, of, of the, you know, the castle or whatever it is, and the the little quirky guy will ask you like, how many times have you died now? I don't want to <laughs> talk about it. And you move on. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah, I like those little things. And the further you get into it, the more you start getting this the true story of the game. Because uh-huh. originally, it doesn't feel like like really, it just feels like the whole story is just okay. You're the son of Hades. You want to get away from your father. You're going to fight your way out of hell. But then the more you go into it, the more you start realize you know you start getting the story of his yeah, stepmother, yeah. his real mother, 
the god, the, you know, the his aunts and uncles up in Olympus, and uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Every every run is like peeling back the onion a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. it, and it really piecemeals it out there, but it works. You know, mm-hmm. you. I never felt. I never feel bored. Like I said, it, I I think it's just it's a perfect balance of like everything you need to have a game. But the other thing great about it is you can pick it up. Play 15 minutes, die, and, you know, you can put it to the side if you got to go do something. And you don't feel yeah. like you're, you know, oh, my God, I really just want to beat this level. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, it's hard to put down. It's easy to put down when you want to, but at the same time, it's also incredibly addictive. Uh, so. Yeah. No, that, that's a fantastic choice. And, and, you know, when you were saying it's easy to pick up and, and, and put down when you want to, um. Is there is there a better feature than the switch's sleep mode? Like uh-huh. if you really need to if you really need to put it down, you just put it down. Oh yeah, you just hit and, the button and put it down, and when you put, hit that button again, it brings you right back to where you were. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I know the the the, the newer consoles, the PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X, are you know are doing that now too, but they're a little late to the party. Well, yeah, I mean it's, but at the same time, like I think. I think to me where Switch really stands out is the fact that it's Nintendo finding their way that they really struggled to just accept for a long time and the fact that the one thing they've always done better than anyone else is a handheld system. Well, they found a way to take their handheld system but also make it a system that can plug into your TV and play on a beautiful screen if you want it to. But it's it's almost like Nintendo is just like you know what we've been struggling to find the perfect system and trying to keep up with the the you know graphics wars so to speak. Why we make games that are amazing when we just do what we know we're good at. Oh, no. no. I mean, given Hades isn't exclusively a Switch game, it's just I feel it plays better on Switch than any other system personally. Yeah. But yeah, it definitely yeah. feels good on there. Yeah, but. Uh, but and then uh, so I'll, I'll move on to uh, the the next game I'm playing at the moment is a uh, golf story. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd put this on here after the last conversation we had well, about it. I, I'm, I'm I'm nearing the end of it, but let me tell you, it is so good. It is, uh, uh, you know, because you know I like you know I like golf games. Yeah. And what's funny is this is a golf RPG, but the golf aspect of it is actually really really good. I would have thought it would have been like a, just an afterthought, you know, within yeah. an RPG. But no, it's actually really good. Um, and the, the the writing is really funny. I mean, there's lots of witty dialogue in there. I mean, uh, you, you, the character you play is just this hapless moron that, uh, you know, like when you, when you when the game first starts up, you decide, oh, I'm I'm going to join the pro tour, and your wife laughs you out of the house. Oh shit. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she pops up again throughout the game. It, it, your character just acts like her, her doormat. Oh, Every time man. he's there. Yeah, it, it's it, it's really funny, though. The writing is really, really good. I can't recommend it enough. Interesting. Because like, I, I think I remember hearing about this. So it it is like pretty much a true RPG then, just but oh, then yeah, you play you, golf? Yeah, you, you complete tasks. You level up. Yeah, uh, you you, you uh, instead of looking instead of uh, doing quests to get you better armor or whatever, not, you'll you'll do quests to give you better clubs and stuff like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 great. I would totally recommend it. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I then mean, you know, then you have a rap battle, as you were telling me earlier. That oh, oh, god, that was so funny—a rap battle between a, a senior citizen and some, and some punk, some punk kid on the golf course. Oh my god, <laughs> it it was really funny, and it, and it and it goes on for a while. You're like, oh my god, somebody had fun writing all this dialogue. Oh, I imagine. Um, and I guess they have a sequel coming up. It's going it's to be called a Sports Story. Okay. So it's, it's going to be another RPG, but it, uh, it sounds like they're expanding the available sports and more than just golf. Well, see the one that the one that uh, that that this makes me think of that I've heard about that I really want to play is that WrestleQuest. Whenever it oh, comes yeah. out, the one that has like the '80s wrestlers actually as characters in the game. Uh huh. That looks cool. I. It's not. It's not out yet. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked because it's like I haven't heard anything about it in a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, that game just looked. I mean, you know, throwing back to I think what sixteen bit graphics it looks like, and uh-huh. yeah, I'm 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 all in on that one because let's face it, me and me and wrestling, you know, you might as well. I mean, I do have the more modern wrestling game, and it's fine. It's fine. Did two K twenty two not make your list? Um, it didn't. It's it's a fine game. It really is. Like I don't. Um, we'll we'll get into it. It's it's. It like the the showcase mode where you do like Rey Mysterio's career is pretty cool, uh-huh. and some of the stuff they do with it is really cool. But like, I think the new mechanic system is a little bit overly complicated. It, it's not quite to the level of like what like a lot of the sports games do, where every stick has to have a like a more realistic feel to it. Like with you know like Madden, where you have to like click uh-huh. your sticks now to do your shit. Uh-huh. And like, it just it, but it's like it's got this whole combo system that the input reading isn't always great on it. So like, it doesn't always read the inputs you're trying to tell it to do. But it looks amazing. Other than there are a couple wrestlers they clearly did not get in there for freaking doing likenesses. Like Tegan <laughs> Knox is on that game. Oh my god, the first time I saw her character come down to the ring, I'm like, what the fuck did they do? Tegan Knox <laughs> is a beautiful woman. That is not Tegan Knox. Um <laughs> But on a on a bright note, it does give me Machine Gun Kelly and Logan Paul to beat the shit out of because I bought oh. when, when I bought it it had the DLCs with it, so Oh God. Yeah, those two are both in DLCs, but like that was the other weird thing was like there were some characters in the DLC that I'm like, why weren't they original players in the game? Like Indy Hartwell was one of the deals. I know it, you know, we side note, we've had the conversation about how she's kind of stalled out in real life. But, yeah. you know, she like they have all the rest of the way in there, but then she's like she was a DLC. Um I got why Wesley was um like Raquel Gonzalez was one of the DLC characters. Like they just did they they chose some really weird ones to throw in there as add-ons. Uh-huh. But um, uh-huh. but no, it, but if you want to go to a, a sports game that I do have on my list. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. And it is the most modern one is NHL 23. Let me tell you about NHL 23. Oh my god, that game is awesome. <laughs> like especially now that I've got the 4K TV. Don't get me wrong. When I because I bought it like basically when I bought the the PS5, I saw Target was doing their buy two get one free sale. I'm like, I can't not take advantage of it. 
So I ended up getting the WWE 2K22, NHL 23, and although I played very limited of it, the new Resident Evil The Village, because oh. two of those were pretty inexpensive. Um, but NHL 23... They found the balance on my favorite thing to do on there is the be a pro career mode. Uh, yeah, yeah, be a pro career mode, um, which is like basically you create a character, you only play that character when he's on the ice. So like when you're char- when you're put on the bench for a little while, you're simming the game until your character's back on ice. But in twenty one and twenty two, they made it way too dependent on like all these like small interactions off the ice, like how you got your stat bonuses and all that kind of stuff. And it really didn't work in this one. They found the balance, but then man, you put in the, the, you know, you put in the game and it loads up the fresh ice and you can see the lights reflecting off the ice so beautifully. It is amazing what the PS five can do with that game. And you're back. <laughs> oh, it, 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 so, sorry to leave you vamping like oh, that. Oh, you're fine. No, I was talking. <laughs> I was talking through it. Um, sorry, I was just talking about yeah, like the the graphics on the PS5 though with that game in 4K. Like when you like load up the game and it goes to the first face off, you can see the very like streaks of ice they're cutting in the ice as they settle into the first face off. You can uh-huh. see lights reflecting on the ice. Right. It is beautiful. On top of the fact, like, there are some, like, quality of life as far as, like, the gameplay to me. Like, I like the fact they added in, like, even though it's really hard to do, but it would be really hard to do in real life. Like, now if you get knocked off balance, you have so much time that you can hit, pass, or shoot, and you can, like, do that on an off-balance state. Oh, wow. To the point you can be, like, falling and throw, like, just, like, a one-handed, like, just huff a pass over to somebody else. Wow, and I like that mechanic because it does have a risk reward. It's like not always easy to do. Uh huh. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, no. NHL twenty three is definitely legit. Um, and I, I'm really happy with that. I mean, I, I put a lot of hours into my be a pro career mode on that game so far. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Oh man. And then uh, let's see what one other. The- what other one do I want to mention there? Oh, another also another one also on Switch that was a great one this year was uh, Axiom Verge Two. It's a uh, I played the first one. I loved the first one. Uh, you know, I, I always like Metroidvanias. I I have a soft spot in my heart for them. But um, this one here is an in, in, interesting one. It's uh, it takes place obviously in the same universe as the first one, in, but in a completely different location different character and what's interesting with this one is it's a uh, almost all melee combat oh which is shit. really which is really weird for a metroidvania yeah, usually it's you know because well, it's been, like the first one it was all guns you had all these different types well of guns. yeah and so yeah this one was was almost all melee you have a, a throwing weapon which is a a boomerang but that's but that that's like more of a secondary weapon interesting yeah your, yeah your main your main weapon is a uh, is a melee weapon like an axe or a or um, uh, I think you, if I remember right, you get you can get a sword at one point. But, interesting. But yeah, it's all melee. It's it was interesting. Um, relatively short game. My my only knocks on it, it was is it's relatively short, and the, um, it ends on it ends on a cliffhanger, which I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought it was I thought it was just a two port a two part story. 
Uh-huh. So it ends on a cliffhanger, and the final boss you fight, I didn't even realize I was fighting the final boss until I, until oh. I beat him. Well, it was that the boss was super easy, so I'm like, how this can't be the last boss. Well, yeah. Then all, sudden, then, all, then all of a sudden the credits start rolling. I'm like, what what? What what the hell just happened? Now it's not one of those games where there's like you know there's like special things you can do to get the true last boss. Who has not seen so. my my invisible my uh, finger quotes around <clears throat> there? Because there are several games I played where you know you have a, a boss and you find out oh no if you want to fight the real main boss yeah. you yeah, got to go over so. here and talk to this person and tickle his belly and uh-huh. <sighs> yeah, yeah I, I I don't think so maybe I should look that up and find out. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was the, that final boss fight was really unsatisfying, and I, I was shocked when the credits rolled. I was like, "What? What's what's happening right now?" Huh. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to part three whenever that happens. So for for my next one is one I just finished playing not too long ago, but it's and it's probably why it's on the list, and we'll we'll see how. Like I don't see it changing in my my perspective on how much I love the game. But it also goes to playing with lots of different guns is the Ratchet and Clank relaunch from 2015. Oh. oh my god. That game was like you were talking about Kirby. I'm playing that game, I never didn't have a smile on my face. Uh-huh. Like whether you're using one of the like by all rights dumbest guns in the games, like because they have like the most weird guns create ever imagined. But then you've got this like really kind of cool story where you've got a character that's you know the Luke Skywalker kind of thing you know comes from nowhere wants to be the big hero, uh-huh. and then you have his sidekick Clank, who's supposed to be like a major war bot, but he's just this little British <laughs> British voiced kind of gadget that. Uh-huh. You know, like, in some ways, he fights with, like, you know, he was destined to be a war bot, but that's not who he is. Uh-huh. But that's what he's supposed to be. But, like, I think, like, that game just, like, it was just, like, and, and maybe it's because I never played any of the Ratchet and Clank games before. And I, I don't know why I never did. I just never got around to playing any of the Ratchet and Clank games before. But yeah, was, is it that, that really surprised me when you, when you told me that, because uh, they're... That series has always been fantastic, and they're and they're always some of the best games to release the year they're released. See, there's those ones, and I never played any of the Jack and Daxter games either. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I and so like I realize there's this gap in my 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 gaming that is like you know like I said I I only had the the 2015 one because it was a free to play game at one point in time on PS on PS4, so I bought it. Uh-huh. Or I picked it up, and I'm like, now I'm playing. It, I'm like, why did I sleep on this game? Uh-huh. It's got a good story, but on above all else, it's just this really fun action game. And I mean, and like, I was a little kid when I got that Sheepinator. Oh my god, I was having way too much fun turning characters into sheep. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it is about the Sheepinator that made me laugh. I mean, the Pixelator, like you mentioned, is funny. But for some reason, the Sheepinator was the one that just cracked me up to no yeah. end. <laughs> just a bunch of sheep running around the map because I turned everything into sheep for no reason. Uh huh. Um, and no, I really, kinda, I really kind of like, and you know, and that that does lead into you know, I am currently playing Rift Apart. Like I've told you, I am loving that game. But that game takes the the emotional stories to the next level. On top of the fact that the graphics are just like 
You can see each individual hair on Rivet and Ratchet, and that's crazy to me. And I I really didn't believe you when you told me that you can't tell the difference between the gameplay and the cutscene footage. But I'm like, no, it's pretty damn close. If there is a difference, I can't find it. Well, there are some scenes where they start out as a cutscene, and the next thing you know, the camera just kind of sweeps yeah. To, 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 to the normal third-person perspective, and you're like, oh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm playing now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I get it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't believe, I'm like, no, nobody will ever hit that. Like, I always kind of saw that as, like, the unattainable the, thing. The, the, quote, Toy Story-level graphics that they were always talking about for years. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see, I've, never, there. I've never heard of that. But, yeah, but, like, the, the fact that, like, where you could not tell the difference between cutscene and gameplay. Because I've always thought there was some that come close, but never fully do it. This one, like you said, yeah, there's been a couple times I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, I'm playing. Oops. <laughs> you know, uh, just just, uh, just to go along with that, uh, do you remember the first game that you played that maybe did something like that to you where you weren't sure if you were still in the cutscene or not? Because I, I can remember mine. Okay, why don't you why don't you say yours? Because I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sure it's happened uh, before. The beginning of Bioshock. When your plane okay. crashes into your your plane crashes into the ocean, and uh, your, your guy's head bobs up, and then, you know there's the burning wreckage on top of the water and everything. Um, at the way you the way you come up out of the water, you know it's from your character perspective, but you don't realize you're in control right away. Okay, I could see that. Um, God, I don't. I almost believe it or not. I almost want to say it was like one of the Uncharted games. Oh, I believe it. Those are rather because, they were like especially cinematic. around two or three, uh-huh. where yeah, you had these very cinematic cut, you know, uh, set pieces <laughs> that I think the cinematic set pieces like really took away from the fact that there was a fidelity difference between cutscene and gameplay. Even though, once again. I could say, like, three and four specifically, there's not much of a difference between cutscene and graphic and gameplay uh, graphics. Yes. You, you know, but uh, I, ho- I, ho- I hope you take my recommendation and, and go back and replay Lost Legacy. Well, I saw we have we have it on the, the PS5, because the, we have, like, what, the, the second pack that they released, which was Lost Legacy and number four, I'm guessing. Did did you buy that? Because I, I didn't buy it. Oh, I could have sworn it was on our PS5. Oh, if thing. it is, I might, I might go back and replay it. But uh, but yeah, because uh, uh, I think a bigger deal with the with our new you know with 4K TV sets, bigger bigger deal for in my opinion than the resolution than the 4K resolution is the HDR. A- HDR, if done right, is absolutely mind blowing and scenes. Okay, since since I freely admit I have not Googled this, I have it on on the system. What is HDR? It's a well, it's short for a high dynamic range. This is going to be great for your listeners. They're just going to love this. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> this is about us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, high high dynamic range. So what it does is it gives you uh, uh, your your bright your brightest scenes will be brighter than on a normal set. Your darker scenes will be darker than they would be on a normal set. You have that whole range, so it gives you a more true to life picture. Okay. And so, and so, so like when you see a uh, when you see like a sun flare or something like that, it actually uh, can be bright enough that it makes you it makes you squint. 
And, and I've seen that before without an HDR, so I can only imagine what that would do in an H, true HDR. Gee, okay, that makes and, me and really the, intrigued now. And the, and the the reason the reason I say uh, Lost Legacy is a perfect one to to uh, to do that with is not only are some of their scenes completely gorgeous with HDR, but in the menus you can quickly toggle it on and off, so you can see oh what what would this have looked like if I was playing on a PS4 on a on my old TV. Oh, so they did it similar to like what they did with the Master Chief Collection, where you could turn the graphics back to like the original Xbox graphics and then turn it back to. Well, 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 no, I'm I'm just saying a similar thing is you can turn it on and off it at will. Yeah, yeah, you could turn off the HDR, turn it back on. You could see, so you could see what a difference it really makes. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's uh, definitely one of those games. Like, I I love that series, and I'm probably due for a replay through the entire series, anyways. Oh yeah. Because that's one of those series, I don't care how many times i played it, I'm still going to love playing as Nathan Drake. Uh-huh. I'm still going to love being talked down to by Sully. I'm still going to have a crush on, uh, is it Zoe? Or Chloe? Chloe, yeah. The, yeah. The Claudia Black? Yes. <laughs> it, it, and that's probably a selling point right there is the fact that she's got that sultry voice and then you put it yeah. on a, a, a truly beautifully designed character as well yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm all in <laughs> but you know back to games I, I actually haven't played it was it's one you've actually you actually own and I've always I meant to borrow it from you at some point in time when I had the PS4 was uh, I've also never played the uh, Sly Cooper games and I know you oh you yeah, have like what that the the special box of like the three of them or two of them yeah or yeah yeah the Sly collection, but uh yeah I mean especially since you like the infamous games you got to play them at some point they're by the same developer. Oh, yeah, that's probably going to have to happen at some point in time. Yeah. But okay, to my last game, I'm going to throw out there, okay. and it's just from the sheer amount of time I put into it with other people. And that is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I know you didn't get too <laughs> deep into it, but me being a Borderlands fan, I found like this one finds the best balance of what makes Borderlands cool, but making it its own thing with the whole, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons spin on it. Fully customizable character to the point that you name them. You can name your pet if you have a pet, you know. And then some of the weirdest fucking guns I've ever seen, like. My character has a gun called the Bread Slicer. It fires off like uh, like saw blades, but then if you go into its alternate toggle, its alternate fire mode, it fires exploding baguettes. <laughs> nice. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Here? No, no. Uh, I know I didn't get deep into it, but no, I what what little I played, I appreciate it. It, it feels like a return to form to Borderlands too. Oh yeah, well you know, and, and I think I think I will always be in the firm camp of. I mean, don't get me wrong. Pre sequel is probably the weakest game in the series. Uh huh. But three was three had good characters to play as. Three had an okay storyline. Three had absolute garbage fire main villains. I do not care about social media influencers as a villain, and I get they were probably trying to do some kind of satire. But it just fell flat to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're wrapping it up with the last one. You know, honestly, I don't think I really have any left on my list. Where I'm like, I really, really want to get this out there. Oh, um, I'm sure. You, you, well, 
I don't know with how much you played like Vampire Survivor. You keep raving oh, about that gosh. game. Yeah, that, I, I you know I forgot to even mention that one because because uh, I played it on my Steam Deck rather than the three consoles. Oh, it's, so I but I, I, I don't care. I, it's a game you played, isn't it? No, nah, yeah, but I I, just, I forgot to look it up and make sure you know. But no, Vamp, Vampire Survivors is, is fantastic. In fact, when I when when I eventually re up my uh, Game Pass subscription. It's on Game Pass right now, so you, so you can try it out. Okay, so I know on Play Retro, Scott Johnson mentioned it. What kind of game is it? Because like I've, I've never looked into it. I, with all the talking you've done, you'd think I would have Googled a little bit on this game. <laughs> it's basically a twin-stick shooter without twin sticks. You you have a... Uh, you have one, one, one button or one control input in that game, and that is moving your character around. You press no other buttons. So you're basically just basically wherever you're moving, you're shooting whatever direction you're moving, depending on what weapon you're using. That, that, that's what that's what's great. There's there's tons of weapons in there. Some will like radiate for out of you and cause damage. So all you have to do is walk towards enemies. Some are uh, some will only fire, um, and that they'll they'll home in on the closest enemy to them. Okay. Stuff like that. So it's all different, but but no, there's tons of unlockables, um, and then you you eventually learn to to come up with builds to get you through the level. You know, every level is you're basically trying to survive for thirty minutes. Every level is just survive for thirty minutes. Yeah, try try to survive oh, for thirty shit. minutes, and it's incredibly hard at first. But uh, well, I imagine when you when you get to, when you get into the end game though, uh, you're you're just like a god. I mean, you just you, you'll you'll go down in that thirty minute run, or and there's ways to break that timer and go beyond thirty minutes. But in that thirty minute run, you you, you can wind up killing hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of characters. Well, when you get towards the end game, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's really rewarding. The graphics are stupid looking. Well, yeah, it's I know it's <laughs> uh, it's very like almost like I've I, I don't know is it like NES level or is it Pretty much, yeah. Okay, well, like I, I, like I said, since <laughs> I haven't done the the Google foo on it, so I don't like. I never really looked to see if it was, you know, was it sixteen bit? Was it eight bit? Was it going back to Atari graphics? No, no, <laughs> not not quite that far. But no, like everything about it sounds stupid, and and something that you would not want to try out. But I don't know. Uh, just the gameplay of it is what brings it all together, and it's one of those where you're like, uh it's so addictive where you you get you, you fall into that one more run trap. Oh, oh see, but there just, there is that is a great <laughs> that that goes back to Hades. Even though I uh-huh. can pick up and put down the game, there is very much the okay, I can do oh, I got time for one more run. Uh-huh. I, I can do this one more time. It won't take me long. Three uh-huh. hours later you're still playing uh-huh. it and you probably should have been in bed about an hour ago. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so yeah, whenever I do re, re, uh, re-up my subscription, I'll let you know, and you'll have. You, you, I wholeheartedly recommend trying it out. Okay, I will definitely have to look into it. Like, it's just like for some reason, like that that one was one of them that pops into my head. Like you know, when, like I said, when Scott Johnson mentioned, I'm like, yeah, God, Tony's always talking about that game. And oh, so, man. like, I was kind of shocked that it didn't come up naturally, but I didn't know that you were playing it on a Steam Deck either. So. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think about it. I don't know how it slipped my mind. I put so much. I put so many hours into it. Uh, I 100%. I got all the achievements and everything. Oh Jesus! And, you 100% it? 
Wow, that, was that, that tells was you how good it is. Because I know uh -huh. you're not really a collectible person. You're not a person, oh, I'm going to go through and get every weapon. Oh, I'm going to go through and get all the collectibles. No. I want to make sure I beat every boss and get every ending and get... <laughs> I want to get that platinum. No, I usually don't care. Just just play to play it. Yeah, that that's... that. See, that right there, that is the biggest, the biggest source of I must play it. Because yeah, if it's, it's, it's that good to you... Okay, I've at least got to give it a shot. Yeah, I think you'll like it. So, okay, then before we wrap up, let's. Well, I'm just going to ask a quick question. So, are there any games you're looking forward to playing going forward? Well, like like I said, uh, if if they could do a ten dollar price drop, I want to play God of War. Uh, that is definitely one that is on my list because that that first one was like I, I cannot believe they reinvented God of War. To be such a different game, but still feel the same. Uh huh. And so, it was so heartfelt because it's a good story. Oh God, yeah. It's oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm Boy. looking forward to that. Uh, obviously, uh, Breath of the Wild, the Breath of the Wild sequel, will be another big one. Okay. Um, God, I don't know what it, what else is coming out. Yeah, see, I I only have a couple that are that are really on my radar as far as ones that, like one of them I mentioned I already mentioned that Callisto Protocol just because me being a horror game person, yeah that that's just and from the creators of the original Dead Dead Space games, it's getting really really mixed reviews though so I don't know I still want to give it a shot just I miss the original Dead the original Dead Space is still up there with one of the scariest games I've played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I, Alien Isolation still has probably the biggest pu butt pucker factor to me in all gaming. Well, uh, you mentioned that you picked up uh, Resident Evil Village. What did you think of Resident Evil 7? Did I actually, scare the crap I actually out of liked it? it. It was, um... Oh, I liked it, too, but I thought that was scary as hell. It was scary, and it was <laughs> it had scary moments. It had normals. I, I, that was another great, great game where I was like, okay... When I heard what they were doing with it, I'm like, oh, that's never going to work. A first-person Resident Evil game, what are they thinking? Uh -huh. and I think then everybody felt that way. I was proven wrong. It worked. Um, I know a lot of people, like, they say, oh, no, to get the true experience, you have to play it in the VR. I don't care. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out of my way to get VR just so I can play one game in VR and see how it, you know, don't get me wrong. I could see how that would change the way that game feels because then you're truly immersed in it. But I already uh -huh. get immersed enough in a game. If I if I'm sitting there giving my time to it, I'm immersed in that game. Uh -huh. I don't need to have a visor locking me into it. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, so there's that one, and then um, I just picked. I actually picked up a couple games today that I'm looking forward to playing because it, one of them was on was on sale for thirty, and the other one was finally marked down to like twenty because of the end of the year sale. So I picked up uh, the first of the newer modern warfare call of duty games because i've won i wanted i just wanted to play Did the you? campaign oh modern warfare uh, modern warfare 2 no the the first one to that new modern warfare series so oh. modern warfare i was, I was they, excited for a second <laughs> but then they just bought the brand new modern warfare they just put out the brand new modern warfare 2 which uh. have no tie to the original modern warfare games god if only they would remake that one Oh, the um. Well, it looks like um. When I downloaded the the new mo the 
the this one that I bought today, it looks like it has Spec Ops modes on it. I'll I'll, I'll, re- I'll respond back to you on like what they are if they're the same as what the Spec Ops modes were in those older ones that we put so many hours into. Oh god, it's so fun. Um, but then the other one I picked up was this little game I just it's kind of one of those games that's been on my radar as far as like being just an interesting game that I wanted to try. It was called Stray. Oh yeah. It looks, that, that looks beautiful. It looks beautiful, and from everything I've heard, it is a set your hair on fire game. So that oh, one, that one is definitely on my 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 radar. That Harry Potter, what Legacy or Legends of Hogwarts or whatever, like they have this like new game coming out next year. Uh huh. That just sounds awesome. I'm like fully immerse me in the Harry Potter universe long before the Harry Potter stuff. I'm in. But you. You're going to play an MMO? Oh, is that an MMO? Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was like an open world kind of game. I didn't know it was going to be an MMO. Well, I mean, I'll, I might give it a shot. I mean, who knows? I, I, it, might be, I might be wrong, but that surprises me. You're like, wow, you're going to try an MMO. Nice. <laughs> um, I had another one in my head and I lost it. I'm going to look, I'm gonna have to look through your library because I haven't looked at your library for a while. And I, I want to try Resident Evil 8. I want to try... Uh, uh, well, the village, unfortunately, is I have that one physically. Um, you bastard. Like I said, I bought them from Target. Buy two, get one free. <laughs> uh, so okay. the, the new WWE NHL 23 and that one are all physical. You son of a bitch. I know. I'm just such a horrible friend. I don't know what I'm going to do with <laughs> myself. Um, but no, yeah, Stray, Stray popped on my popped on my radar is something that like I just I'm, oh that was another one I don't know when it comes out but whenever they finally drop the sequel to Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice oh, I am good call. all in on that one because that good first call. one was beautiful creeped me the fuck out because I played the whole thing with my headphones on so the voices uh-huh. in her head were just constantly echoing in my headphones that game was awesome, and I can't wait to see what they do with that series. Yeah, Given I'm a little hectic because it's the whole going from an excuse me an indie you know indie game kind of to now it's owned by Xbox, and they're I'm kind of worried they're gonna you know Hollywood it up so to speak. You know, similar to like what happens with Guillermo del Toro. You know, you give him his indie films; they're beautiful films like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff like that. But you put him in a Hollywood system and you end up with like Mimic, which is a good movie, but not a great movie in Guillermo del Toro standards. He did Mimic? Yes. I didn't know that. I love that movie. Yes, he, he did Mimic was one of them. Like he did, he did a lot of movies that a lot of people don't realize he put out. But yeah, Mimic was his first movie in, like in the Hollywood system. And he hated it because they they were the ones who put they put like so many extra things like Oh, we're not liking the way this is playing, so we want you to change this and change that. And he, I guess, was gonna go for like a much darker ending. They're like, oh no, we want a happy ending. So like he uh, had to change it so that the guy survived, the love interest survived, and I want to say even Mira Servino was gonna die at the end of it. Oh wow! Oh yeah, he he had plans to have that movie was not gonna be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! But another uh, sale, a game that's on sale right now that I'm gonna probably pull the trigger on. I I think is uh, River City Girls is half off right now. So oh we'll, we'll, shit! 
And so, because I, I want something like that, that that we can sit down and play together again. Yeah, and you know what other game I wish, like, I don't know, have they have they moved Scott Pilgrim to being a, a better online experience yet? I, I don't know. Because that was one of those games, like, I love that game, but last time I checked, it was only couch co-op, which is great. Like, that doesn't exist in most games. Uh-huh. But now that you know, I'm halfway across the country. I'm, you know, couch co-op really isn't a possibility for me anymore, I guess. So. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim is still, I, I still don't think it has an online component to it. I see Penny. Yeah, she's the baby. I saw Sirius and Weasley yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is another side tangent. Yeah, I Michelle Skyped me and I got to see Sirius and Weasley. Oh. Those old bastards. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess we're wrapping things up here. Yeah, huh? so I will go ahead and say my goodbyes then. So um so okay, well thank you everybody for listening because this is gonna be the end of the episode. Um <laughs> so thank you to thank you Tony for coming on and joining me for this. It's it's been a while and it's, yeah, it's always yeah. fun to have you on. Definitely, my pleasure. Um thank you to anybody out there listening, the whole five of you probably, but eh, whatever. <laughs> Those five are the only ones that care matter. Um thank you to Spider for my artwork on my body and on my wall and on my podcast. Um, Yeah. So with that, I am going to wish you all a good day and talk to you in two weeks. Bye-bye.